Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Get creative here. 2023, April 2nd, 2023. We're going to do Q&A today. A lot of people think we're going to do the unicorn agent topic, but we're not going to do that. Um, I want to go through and actually have people ask questions live on the screen. So I've got a gentleman named James Marsh actually DM'd me a really great question. And I told him, I said, man, you need to come on the podcast tonight and I'll answer you live. So um, for those of you guys that are hanging out right now, I'm going to give you guys the, ch the chat in the chat. I'm going to give you a link to come on the screen with me and um, ask a question right here on the stream. Okay. Whatever question you guys have about your business, about creative finance, about cash deals, about the market, about um, maybe a partnership, whatever you guys have going on right there, streamyard.com forward slash and a bunch of whatever. You can see it on the screen. Take that, copy it, put it in your browser, take you a couple minutes to kind of go through the steps, but it will actually bring you back into the stage. Okay. Hey, Miko, I saw you talking about this the other day. I took imperfect action today, saw an open house sign while driving um, home from church and just popped in to talk to the agent and built a relationship. There you go. It's what it's all about. It's what we do all day long. It's the best. My wife and I drove around, looked at properties today. And um, I'm working a deal right now with a seller in Mesa. And um, I got him to drop his price 50 grand, his down payment um, $50,000 as well. And it's still, I still, I'm like, it's not a deal. It's not a deal. It's not a deal. And my wife and I drove by the property today. It was really interesting. When you drive by a property in person, you see so many things that you cannot see from Google street view or what have you. The pictures just never do it justice. And even the comps, like the comps were inside the neighborhood right? Like you had to meander through the neighborhood to get to the comps. This house was on the outskirts of the neighborhood and it was neighboring a bad neighborhood. And it made the house feel like it was actually in the across the street neighborhood, even though it was in the nice neighborhood. It's next to a mobile. It literally is like you can throw a rock and hit a mobile home park. And then you can throw a rock to the, to the left and you hit an apartment complex that has not been painted in 10 years, 50, not 10 years, probably 30 years. Um, James Marsh, you're the guy that I actually want to talk to tonight. So if you are in here, um, please come backstage. You're the guy that I, at, that you were DMing me earlier and I didn't want to answer you a very quick question, a long question with a quick answer in Instagram. So, um, let's see what we got Larry. By the way, guys, I'm going to go through, I'll probably answer 12, maybe 15 questions tonight. So I'm going to keep them very short, probably five to seven minutes mostly. Okay. Larry, what up, bro? Good to see you. Hey, uh, how are you doing, Pace? Really good to see you, man. I'm getting a little feedback. It's probably because you're listening on two different devices. Um, yeah, it might be. Pam Cleary. Pam, I can see you and hear you. If you say something, I can hear you. Oh, hello, Pace. How are you? I'm really good. T tell me, what do you got for me today? You have a question? I'm, you know what? I just joined your uh, sub two back in August. Yep. And, um, I see you in all the Zooms. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. So, uh, Nelda and I, we are starting a, a door knocking. So, I used to, so I do foreclosures. That's how I actually got into, you know, the real estate business is going to the courthouse, 
um, bidding on properties, evaluating properties. Um, back in the day when I was broke and poor, still broke and poor maybe. Anyway, I used to go and evaluate around 250 to 275 homes in 10 days. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. So and I, so I learned how to buy properties, um, you know, and going to the courthouse steps yeah. and all that. So the door knocking has always worked. And I did backwards. I started in the fix and flip, you know, business. And I yeah. joined your group because I want to learn creative financing. So I'm always at the edge. But um, Donovan Rich here in Texas is helping us. And we're... We're going to make that's it go the goal, through. That's the goal of a community, right? Is being able yes. to be next to the students that are doing a lot of deals, which is awesome. So we, we did one back in September. It was a double close and we did pretty good off of it. So good. Yeah. So what do, you, what, what, do you have any questions for me tonight? Anything I can help you with tonight? Um, <laughs> you, you know, so I'm a real estate broker. You, yeah. I don't know if you know, if you know that or not, but I'm a real estate broker here in Texas. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was really funny because I went to a contract, uh, contract boot camp on Friday and bringing up about sober living, all the agents around me, they just went, you know, bonkers. And I was nice. And I told them, you know, you really need to learn our language. Cause to me, it's a, a lack of communication between the investors, you know, and the real estate brokers. I've asked about seeing your, how you said, you mentioned back in October, November, that you taught a class to real estate agents. Real estate. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Is that in the Zoom? Um, it's in our Zoom vault for sub two. Yeah. And I also, um, on, on April 22nd, okay, that is, or, I'm sorry, April 21st, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm teaching a six hour class in my office. You're welcome to come. I'll have my attorney there. And I'll have my escrow agent, uh, Eileen Brown, there as well. So it's a six-hour class for licensed real estate agents. I'm currently getting ready to um, create a, a continued education course for licensed real estate agents and brokers in the state of Arizona. And then the next state we're going to do it in is Georgia, and then Florida, and then Texas. Oh, I'm uh, going to be there the, what, the 15th and the 16th for the growth summit? Oh yeah. You're going to be yeah, there yeah. for, uh, that's for Brent Daniels event. That'll be great. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be there for those two days. I wish you could um, be here for the whole entire week. You could just stick around and hang out in the at the agent education. Well, we might have to do something about that. Just, just come out here and move to Arizona. There's a lot more cool things going on. Out here. <laughs> I can't leave my granddaughter. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, well, Pam, I'm going to get to Q and a, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right. So everybody that's in the backstage, Jasper's the only one that understands how to do this. Like Hugo, Amanda, Perry, and Ralph, you guys don't have your cameras turned on. So if you guys want me to answer your questions, you got to turn your camera on. So I know you have your devices working. As you saw, I brought Larry on here. I think he's probably figured it out by now, but I brought Larry on here and he had two, he was listening on two devices. It makes it really hard for me to run a live. Okay. So um, let's bring on Jasper because he's got his stuff all together. What up, bro? How you doing? What up, Pace? How are you doing? Good to see you, man. What time is it over there? It's 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, 10 o'clock at night. Shouldn't you and your girlfriend be at, getting some good food over there in Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, we just had some food. And then What'd you guys I was have? Tell me all about it. Oh, we just had McDonald's. That's it. <laughs> it's our little cheap meal for like the week. You live in freaking the food mecca of the world. <laughs> and you're cheap. Hey, just tell your girlfriend that, that ducking does not help. 
everyone saw you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your order at McDonald's, bro? Oh, usually it's the Big Mac, just like a straight Big Mac meal. That's it. Straight up. That's me too. Big Mac meal. I always tell them extra pickles or extra onions just so I, it forces them to make a fresh one. Because mm. McDonald's is like known for having a, a, a Big Mac for like 15, 20 minutes under, under the heat lamp. So oh, if you I ever have like a really that. good Mi- Big Mac and then one day you don't have a great Big Mac, you're like, what the heck is it? It's not the location. It's that it sat there for like 20, 30 minutes. Oh my God. I always thought it was a location. No, no, no. It's, it's, it, you got to ask for like one little variation on your hamburger at McDonald's and you'll get a, fr- a fresh boy. Oh, and they wow. all roll their eyes. They're like, gosh, dang it. That freaking one sitting over there under the heat lamp was ready for the next order. Now we have to make a fresh boy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to use that tip next time. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Just, I don't just know real estate stuff. I know fast food too. <laughs> um, what do you got for me today? Congratulations, by the way. Um, $47,000 assignment closed. Pretty amazing. Looks like you had, had another deal, I think, closed this week as well, right? Um, or maybe no, I'm wrong no, that on that. I just posted about the same one. Okay, cool. You yeah. got to post about that same one 47,000 times until you are done talking about it. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> of course. Um, but quick one. So I, I've been doing trying like I've been watching Christian Hernandez's foreclosure zooms and yep. he's been doing outreach like people with auction 30 days before. Um, and so I was thinking of different ways to reach out to them other than like text, cold call and then direct mail. I just didn't know like what other methods because Christian the was number saying, one yeah. method. The number one method that works on foreclosure, what do you think it is? Don't say door knocking because I'm it not is local. door knocking. Uh, I'm not local. Wait, wait, the last time I ran a door knocking team um, was 2019, 2020. So right before when COVID hit, our door knocking ended. Okay. And I never went back. But we were doing in 2000, this, the fall and winter of 2019, um, we did 17 deals in October. 18 wow. deals in November and 19 deals in December, all from door knocking foreclosures. And they were all bought sub two. We kept them all in the portfolio. That's, that's just creative finance. We did like six, um, nearly like 55 deals in three months, all from knocking doors. Got you. Okay. For here's what here's, and you already know this. A lot of the stuff you already know for clo- people that are going through foreclosure, right? Like I, that's actually, I don't know if he's on here but I've asked him to come on here. James Marsh, he asked me a question today, okay? He says, Pace, I know you will never see this. <laughs> I can imagine you get hundreds, if not thousands of messages daily. If not, if any chance you get this, I'm, I'm there. Um, there's a home in my area in Northern California and the foreclosure is due to auction next month. The buyer split several years ago. The husband lives with it. It goes on and on and on and on. He says, I'm nervous and hesitant. Okay. I want to buy this house for my family. I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. Any advice on the approach or should I just rip the bandage off and knock on the door? It's so funny that this is literally the reason why I converted this to a Q&A was for this DM. Hmm. Okay, and uh, I don't know if anybody even cares. Nobody gives a crap, but this is the DM right here. And I said, James, bro, like come into the live. I always answer my DMs. I'm on it like Blue Bonnet. And um, he obviously is not here, so he can kiss my freaking butt. But um, 
He says, I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. This is what he did. Okay. Pay attention to this. He says, two weeks ago, I set, sent an edible arrangement with flowers with a pic of my family inquiring about the property. That's creative. It's very creative and it might work. Okay. It might work. I don't know. Um, but what I can tell you is that it, a couple of words that come to mind. One-itis, which is the disease of thinking about one deal over and over and over and over and never doing anything about it. It's one-itis. It's, it's a disease. One property consumes every thought. You ever had that, Jasper? You like- 100%. I still yourself have it's it. a deal and you're like, I'll call them in a couple of days. I don't want to ruin whether it's a deal or not. So you actually avoid calling them. 100%. I still have, I probably still have some of those leads in my CRM. Of course you do. We all do. <laughs> I've been through it a hundred times, right? Like literally, okay, this is what I would do. Kyle Frizzell, good to see you. Myron Briley, good to see you. Don Walker, good to see you. It's creative avoidance. That's the other thing that comes to my mind. Okay. So I, I've created a way to avoid actually doing the work because I'm afraid that I will squeeze. It's like the tighter you squeeze it, it's going to slip out of your fingers type of thing. So you're like handling it so delicately. Meanwhile, there's a hundred people calling the same exact family simultaneously. And it's not until like Jasper, you've been closing deals now. So you get to see this all the time. You are not the only person doing the outreach. No way. And for people that are non-real estate investors, right? Or I'm sorry, people that are not business owners, they hear that and they get deflated and they go, oh my gosh, it's so much competition. I don't, I don't have a chance. I need to find a list that nobody's calling on. Okay. When you find that list, you come tell your boy Pace because I have <laughs> not figured that out. Okay. Um, but it's the same thing with insurance sales or, um, you know, CVS or Walgreens or whatever company is trying to get you to buy whatever product they have. They are not the only ones fighting for that business. Everybody's fighting for the business all the time in any, like even today, it's so funny to me that you guys passed 17 restaurants on your way to McDonald's today. But you probably ordered it. You probably door dashed it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ubered it. Okay. By the way, that's another thing I would never do. Why not? Because I here's what happened. Some dude, we Uber eats food, okay? And the food comes. And I'm, I'm like so excited about the food. But when I open up the bag, the bag smelled like the guy and his stanky ass car that he delivered it in. I actually had a recent experience where the guy was smoking and like the bags. That's what I'm like saying, cigarettes. bro. I'm over it. I'm like, I will go. I, <laughs> I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't party. I'm not like doing anything outrageous with my life. I've got a few vices. Here's a couple of my vices. I love every once in a while. I like a soda. Okay. Um, I do enjoy a hamburger. I enjoy food. Food is like the only thing that I get to have as an outlet because I don't do anything else except for food. Mormons, the only thing we get is food. And so when you freaking order some stanky ass, do like you order amazing food and it goes in a stanky ass person's car. Now my food smells like your stinky farts. So it's Uber, Uber, Stinks. That's what I call it. Uber stinks, not Uber <laughs> eats. 
So we don't, anyway, so my, my point to all this is that you guys will go, all these people, okay, are fighting for your attention for you to buy their food tonight. McDonald's is not the only way, person that's um, marketing to you. When you guys came home or whatever you did today, you saw signs for restaurants. People are constantly trying to get the customer's attention. You just don't see it until you're the one that's actually trying to get the seller's attention. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, it's so competitive. Guys, real estate actually is not that competitive. Okay, I'll tell, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Because most of the people that are reaching out to foreclosures stop after like a week. Go ahead, Jasper. Actually, though, and this doesn't even just apply to foreclosures. Like this it applies to leads in general. Like, I swear to God, I didn't even need to be the, a good closer to close that 47K deal because no one followed up with that lead after five months. No one's people just gave up. I'm, I'm telling you, it is literally the whole business is actually the follow up. And people spend so much time on the first phone call that they don't realize that the actual business is after the first phone call. So they create this um, creative avoidance. I'm not even going to walk into this opportunity because I don't want to ruin it. You have ruined it already. By not even executing or opening up the door to the opportunity, as you already know. So I see people all the time going, I don't, I'm afraid of failure. You are failing as worse as you possibly can because you are, you are wasting a day uh, that the universe gave you. You wasted a day. What else could be worse than that? And then you'll find out that the person who gets the deals and makes all the money and get the, gets the $47,000 is the person that was just, and it wasn't relentless. You weren't relentless. You weren't calling them three times a day or even in some situations, probably three times a week. You were probably calling them every week or every other week, you know, type of thing. And people are afraid to do that simple task. It's crazy. I still do it. $47,000. 27 okay. follow-ups over the course of five months. 27 follow-ups over five months. Yet people will, people will go and I don't need to go down that road. We all, we all know people will go do the craziest things just because they want to. But anyway, my, my point to this is people get one itis. They get married to this one thing. Guys, do you know how many leads you have to have to make money in this business? Jasper, how many leads are you calling on a weekly basis? Three? <laughs> I wish it was three. Um, I would hundreds. say I'm calling like hundreds, literally. Hundreds. So when people come to me and they say, I have a lead. First off, they say, I have a deal. No, you don't have a deal. A deal is a signed contract. You do not have a deal. You have a prospect. Okay. I actually call that. I call them suspects. Okay. I suspect that this person might be interested in selling their property. That's what most people DM me about. Okay. Suspects. Then when you talk to the seller and the seller says, yeah, I'm busy. Can you call me back another day? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about selling my house at some point. That is a prospect. It's not even a lead yet. A lead is when somebody says, yes, 
I want to have a conversation with you. Let's start talking numbers. That now is a lead. Somebody has shown motivation. Jasper's like, yes, 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 yes. So many people get caught up on the suspect because what it is is that, forgive me for some of the people in here that are, it's Sunday and you're practicing religion. It's called mental masturbation because you're sitting here thinking about the lead. You're thinking about doing work. You're thinking about potentially closing a deal and how much money that could be. You are flooding your brain with dopamine and you are feeling good about thinking about doing the work. I have been there. Jasper, have you ever been there? I, I do that all the time. Um, I don't like integrator stuff. So like I would call more leads to avoid doing integrator stuff. And then eventually I decided, shout out Myron, by the way, he set up, like I paid him to just set up my REI reply. It's Love so it. much better that way. Love that. Okay. So check this out. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk about foreclosure stuff. Okay. This is my experience with foreclosures. Glad that Jasper asked. We should just turn this into a foreclosure Zoom or whatever. Um, shout out, Jasper. You're, you're the man. I always appreciate your questions. Okay, so you get, you get this notice of default, right? N-O-D, okay? Notice of default. Oops, sorry, guys. So you get a notice of default. This means that the, the county, okay, the county has said, oh, hey, these people are in foreclosure. And it essentially sounds off the alarm and every real estate agent and investor now knows that this seller is in foreclosure. Wah, wah. Sad, thumbs down, this is not good, okay? Sellers in foreclosure, everybody now knows, okay? So this is what happens. People are so, dude, I am so grateful for lazy people. Lazy people have made my life so easy. You don't even have to work that. You don't even have to try that hard to be good. Legit though. Okay. So here's what happens. Notice a default happens today. Every one of these lines, by the way, is like 50 people. Okay. Okay. Here's what I mean by this. Each one of these lines is 50 people. And this is week one week two, week three, week four, and week five. And this is what happens in foreclosure right here. People quit after about 30 days of calling that seller. And what's funny is that people are worried about what you're going to say on the first phone call. Your seller in foreclosure will not even remember your name. Am I wrong, Jasper? Absolutely. It's like you're calling for the first time. Right here. You're, you call right here, okay? You keep following up on week six, week seven. You call, and about, I'd say about right here, the seller starts remembering or knowing who you are, because not because you are so good on the phone, but because literally these other lazy knucklehead people stopped calling. That is literally it. The, the number one best negotiating strategy of all time is just do your follow-up. You don't have to be that good. You just have to be consistent. Guys, I'm telling you, the higher I go in this industry and the, bigger, the more people I hang out with that make a lot of money, I realize they didn't know one-tenth of what I thought they knew. Legit. I just assumed all these people that I was looking up to for so long just knew everything. And then I get around them and I'm like, oh, you're, 
you actually don't know what I know. But I was so busy having one-itis and creative avoidance that I just didn't put in the work. And only difference between me and you is that you were too stupid to overthink. And that's it. That was literally it. The number one reason why people are more successful than me is because they're dumber than me. They stopped overthinking. Okay. Now people will ask this question, how often should I call? That's like asking me how to be a human being. Okay. You should know how to develop friends and relationships with people. And you should learn, go read a book. Go read, um, go read How to Win Friends and Influence People like 17 times. Stop asking me how to be a, a human being. Pace, when should I call this girl I have a crush on? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't part of the first conversation. Every conversation and every relationship I've ever built is uniquely and distinctly different. You will know. Now, I was on a call yesterday with an agent, and he says, well, you know, I don't do those kind of deals that often, but maybe twice a year. And I said, um, are you okay if I follow up every two months? It doesn't sound like you're doing enough deals or you're not doing enough of these types of deals for me to justify calling you every week. He's like, oh, yeah, don't call me every week. I, call me every couple of months. Perfect. Guys, okay, learn how to be a human being, Okay. Women in the audience, do you want a man calling you based on a book he read that said follow up with this woman every three days or follow up with this woman every seven days or follow up with this woman every 30 days? No. You want a man who can read the room and understand your needs and understand what you desire and what is appropriate for that individual situation. If I have to tell you how to be a human being, go read a book on how to be a human being. Okay, go rock, go watch the or go read the, the the laws of human nature. See, there you go. I can only tell she's a woman because she has a picture of her long, awesome hair. Okay. So no, you got to get to know me. I don't want I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want you to go. Uh, hey, we went on a, our first date, and I was reading this book on how to be a man. And the book told me I should wait for three days. Dude, don't you think that you should have vibed the relationship in, at dinner to know when you should have called her back? I can't teach you human nature. You need to learn that on your own. Okay? Jasper, do you follow up the exact same times with every single person? Or is it based on the previous conversation that then... Um, encourages you to uh, set the, the, the follow-up? 100% the latter. Like I literally just talked to another lady on uh, yesterday and mm -hmm. she's like a pre-foreclosure lead. She said like something happened with her. Like she tried to open her business, didn't have six months in reserves. And that's why her house is now in foreclosure. Mm. And so like she's now just sorting it out with the attorney and she's trying to keep her house. So at that point, I'm not even bringing up mentioning like, oh, sell me your house, like sell your house to me. No, I'm just saying, oh, hope that goes well. This is my experience with attorneys. Gave her advice and then just backed away and then said, hey, you know, I'll check back in sometime next week. Now, you guys, here's the advantage that Jasper has. He's Asian, so he looks young, but he's actually <laughs> 72 years old, okay? He has a lot of life experience. He know, he's been through this. He's been through the block. 
Just kidding. Jasper, how young are you, bro? I am now turning 25 soon. Okay, guys, he's 25. It's not like he's sitting here with a mountain of life experience. You know what I'm saying? Like his cheat meal is McDonald's. He doesn't know <laughs> that much about life, okay? So you guys are sitting here trying to be so specific that you're literally not doing the most simple only thing, okay? The only thing that matters is imperfect and horrible and atrocious follow-up. It is atrocious follow-up, okay? Now, if you guys, um, you weren't in the mentorship at the time, but I bought a property on Stockbridge. Let me pull it up real quick. I want to tell you a story about a foreclosure situation, okay? This will be a good little story. This will, this will tie into your question. A stock bridge, by the way, this thing's making, you know that uh, minivan I just gave away to that, uh, that w woman with her, their kids and stuff? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm cool. making so much money on this property that this property I'm going to tell you about is why I was able to have enough money to give that woman a minivan, $11,000 minivan paid off cash. Um, and all the other cool things we did came from this property I'm going to tell you a story about. I, I get to hang out with Jasper right now? Bro, how, 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 how am I so freaking lucky? Like Sunday service, now get creative. Like, yes. Part two. There we go. Okay, so check this out. So here's the property. It's a good one. Five bed, five bath. One thing it didn't have, I, bro, I legit did not know this until later. Um, but around the back, there's a guest house underneath the house. It's a two bed, two bath underneath it. So it's a seven bed, seven bath. Um, sold for 469, 222.22. This is sub two day. I, I can't believe I closed the <laughs> sub two deal on a, on sub two day. 222.22. How dope is that? That's crazy. That's crazy. I remember this. Okay. So if you remember this story, here's what happened with it. Okay. Gorgeous house. Um, I tried put, here's the, here's the beginning of the story. And this will answer your question about door knocking. And it will also answer people's questions about follow-up. Okay. Um, Pace, you don't have to have a GED to show kindness and being helpful. That was a great act of kind. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I don't have a GED though, but I get what you're saying. Thank you. Um, that is a nice house, but here, here's the story. Um, the seller's name was very, um, do you remember the seller's name? There's no, no, I don't remember this. There's no name. way you remember it. Somebody no. else. in. The, she's amazing. Great, 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 great call. Um, I recorded it. Is this like a fake chat? Seems like everyone is here talking out of context. No, Jesus Partida to Partida. I think. He, he, oh, my gosh. I feel like you're 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 punking me right now. Okay, cool. So check this out. Here's what happened. This is literally what happened. Going back to the foreclosure situation. Okay. The person who sold me this deal was Jamari. Okay. He was not a sub two student at the time. He was just doing cash door knocking. Okay. So what happened is um, there's all these people following up for like three, four weeks once she goes into foreclosure, right? So she goes into foreclosure. Everybody knows people call, start calling her for like three, four weeks. And what ends up happening is we get one sub two student right here, okay? A sub two student almost gets her under contracts. And guess what he does? 
She pushes his appointment back an hour. She says, I'm sorry, I can't meet tonight, um, but can you meet maybe an hour later because I'm running late? He thought she was ghosting him, and so he just canceled the appointment altogether and never called her ever again. This is where he stopped following up. Okay? Everybody else had already fall, fall, failed because they're like, oh, I heard a no. I heard a no. Here's how, here's, here, I've, I've realized this. The amount of no's that you hear in your life or the amount of no's that your staff, your team, your company hears in your life also equals your net worth if each no was a dollar. Thank you. Hey, Sue just gave me $200. I'm going to give that to, to um, I'll give that to Jasper. I'll buy him a foreclosure list so he can call a foreclosure list. How about that? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate that. That he's like, I'm going to spend $200 just to see if anybody is, if this is real. Thank you, dude. Really appreciate that. I will, I give that all, all the money we make from the YouTube channel, we give it all away. So thank you. So what ends up happening? He, after four weeks, gives up, bro, because you know foreclosure sellers, they're a little, here's a really, really great way to explain them. Flaky. And why? But why, Jasper? You know why. What are some reasons why they're flaky? Maybe, A, they're going through stuff. Okay, what else? What's another reason why foreclosure sellers are flaky? They're also really, like, hypersensitive about things. They're, they're like, mm. suspicious of things. Um, I like that. They, they don't believe a lot of stuff. I actually had one in contract with Mamadou, and he rather just let the house go into foreclosure than trust okay. us. So. I've had I've had that as well. They hate um, or they distrust. We have we've had so many sellers and foreclosure. They're like, I'll just let this at the house go to the bank. We're like, Are you joking me? It will happen. You will run into it, and it's okay. It has nothing to do with you. You did a great job. What we started doing, by the way, is we started showing people that we're like, Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna let the house go. Can I send you a video? This is what I always tell sellers now. Can I send you a video of the last seller that just let the house go to foreclosure and what happened to their family? I showed up on the day that they got pulled out of their house by the sheriff of Maricopa County. You do not want this happening. Here's a video link. And I give them a video link of a family being pulled out of their house from a sheriff. Said so it's not about your credit, bro. It's about the fact that somebody will pull you out of this property. And the, the amount of sellers that do not go and just let the house go to foreclosure after they see that video or that I say that story goes down like 90%. So think about that. When you're running into those things, Jasper, like think about how to use a failure from prior where you weren't able to convince the seller, harness that story and tell that story as a third party story for the, a previous, a new seller in the future. Okay. You're doing, obviously you're, the more experience you get in this business, you get really, really good at that stuff. So they're going through stuff, right? They're hypersensitive. They're, they hate or distrust anybody that's like a, an official human being, right? Like a bank, an agent. They really hate agents. They're just like, if you have a license, I hate you. And it's not just a licensed agent. It's like police, banks, um, anybody, city officials. They just hate everybody, okay? So can we get your video? No. I don't know your name. Change your name from Facebook user. Okay. So um, 
Another reason why they do this is because they have a lot of people calling in the very beginning and they don't know who's who, right? And they're getting blown up. They're getting text. They're not taking the time. Okay. I have been in hundreds. And when I say hundreds, I mean hundreds of homes that people are getting foreclosed on. And I have had thousands of conversations with people that are going through foreclosure. These people, I hate to like create a generalization. They're typically not very organized human beings. They don't put your name in their phone. Okay. They're, this is literally the phone call that I'm having with them. They're like, I go, okay, okay make sure that you just put my name in your phone this time. Cause I, we've had 17 phone calls and every time I call you, you have to, you know, go, Oh, are you the one zero six, six number? And I have to say, yes. Can, can you just put me on speakerphone right now? And then we can just make sure you plug me in your phone as pace the buyer, which is another trip uh, trick I do with um, when I'm following up with foreclosure sellers as I put them, I put my, I tell them to put my name as pace the buyer in their cell phone and they go, Oh, okay. How do I put my phone on speakerphone? <laughs> You think I'm lying. I am not lying. These are the things that you will run into. And you, and you guys are afraid of calling these people. Okay? That's what's so funny to me is that you will go out of your way, like James in my DMs, will go out of his way to send an edible arrangement that probably cost him $100 because he's afraid of talking to a seller that doesn't even know how to put their phone on speakerphone. And I'm telling you right now, there is compartments of sellers. People who go through foreclosure as a very specific demographic. Now, inside that demographic, there's you know five or six different subsets of that demographic. But the sellers that sell to me on seller finance are the polar opposite of the sellers who are selling to me through foreclosure. Polar opposite. They're not even, they might as well be on a freaking different planet. Okay? So these sellers are going through a lot. So here's what ends up happening. So one of the sub two students gives up because he's like, she was flaky, dude. She was flaky. She was flaky. How do I know about this story? How do I know about this student right here that gave up? How do I know about this Jasper is because when I was on the phone with her, oh, her name is Trevious. Is her name Trevious. Go look it up. I, I made, I put half the phone call on YouTube. The, the whole 45 minute phone call is inside of the sub two vault. So her name's Trevious. I'm talking to Trevious and I get on the phone with her right here. Jamari, he knocked her door right here. Okay. He knocked her door. She didn't answer. He went and knocked her door again right here. She didn't answer. He went and knocked her door again. She finally answered, gave him her cell phone. And then he stopped knocking door. He then started following up every Friday. Okay. Just every Friday, every Friday, every Friday got to this point and all of a sudden she started actually being nice to him and remembering his name. It had nothing to do with him. He thought it had any, it had, Oh man, she likes me now. No, bro. You're literally the only person at this point that's actually messaging the seller. That is literally it. Okay. Check out, check this out. Today I sent out, sent, I sent out a deal to my buyers and one of them responded and said, what the F I've been following up with her for 12 months. Okay. So Jamari sends her a text. She's actually starts being nice, starts being nice, starts being nice. 
And it gets down to the time to solve a solution or provide a solution. And guess what Jamari finds out? He then finds out, oh, she has no equity. She's also a real estate agent, by the way. You remember this? Yeah, I remember this. So he's like, I don't know creative finance. I only know cash. And so he calls me. I've known Jamari for probably four years, five years. So he calls me and I get on the phone with him and he watches the phone call as I, as I lock her up in sub two. And we get the deal. And Jamari got paid uh, 10 grand on the deal. And I found out that Jamari got paid, I think, basically, no, he got paid 18 grand. I'm sorry, something like that. He got paid $1,100 for every time he followed up with that seller. Every time he sent a text message, he got paid basically 1100 bucks. And then I told him, I was like, bro, nobody should be doing, nobody should be doing um, real estate if you have green bubbles. So I bought him also an iPhone as a gift. I was like, we ain't doing deals together if you're doing green bubbles. And if you're selling, how does your seller, no offense to you guys that have Androids, I'm sorry, I know that this is an Android iPhone battle right now, but the reality is, you want your sellers to know you have the capability of buying their house. And if you're texting them from a green bubble, here's, here's why I don't like green bubbles. You guys all get marketed to from green bubbles. Okay. If you're an iPhone user and somebody sends you a green, uh, uh, something from an Android, what do you immediately think? Oh, it's a, it's a promotion. Somebody's sending me a coupon code. Somebody's sending me some, I'm getting text messaged from some virtual assistant company. I assume I'm being marketed to, and I immediately, like, I just go, I'm not looking at that. And I get people go, oh, hey, um, same thing with the bank. So when the bank is texting a seller about their foreclosure, hey, you're behind on your payments. Hey, blah, 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 blah. Do you think it's coming from an iPhone? No, it's coming from a green bubble phone. Guys, if you want a, if you want a competitive advantage, in real estate, I'm telling you, an iPhone is a psychological advantage that you cannot be overstated. You guys think that I'm just, I hate Androids. You're right. I do hate Androids. But I also know that psychologically, your seller who's being bombarded by people and their text blasts are all getting text blasts by REI Reply or all these other BS things, okay? And guess what? It's not blasting them with a blue bubble. It's blasting them with a green bubble. And they immediately go, being marketed to. Okay? Get yourself a competitive advantage. Sorry. I am sorry. I know Androids have really great cameras. But I'm over here making deals with my iPhone. So you can keep your good camera. Okay? Dude, I, I, iPhones are cool. I'm, I'm, I'm executed, but I can only do so much. Gotta, da, 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 da. Bro, I don't know what people care about an Android for. I don't care about Android, iPhone. I care about doing deals. And what I've learned is in real estate, both with my private money lenders, they respect me more when I have an iPhone. I'm sorry. If I'm texting other, other business owners and I'm texting from a green bubble, I'm so sorry, but my, the respect level goes down. It is the way it is. I am so sorry to hurt some Android users' feelings, but it's true, okay? So here's what ends up happening. So I get on the phone with, with Trevius here, and I'm talking to her. You remember the call, and she starts telling me about, I go, so how many people are you still talking to? And what did she say, everybody? She said the only person that followed up, she said it was like 
literally 50 people in the very beginning for like the first month. It was 50 people. I couldn't even keep them straight. And she's like, I even, even Jamari came to my house multiple times and I didn't even remember him until the last guy I was about to sign a contract with didn't show up. And I'm like, wait, what, what, what? You had somebody that you were going to sign a contract with and he didn't show up. Tell me that story. She said, well, as everybody else was falling apart and stopped following up with me, him and Jamari were the only people that were following up. Yet he was obviously more experienced than Jamari. By the way, this is a very experienced sub two student in Atlanta. Very experienced. Like does a ton of lease options, does a ton of deals. Very smart student. Helps a lot of people in, in Atlanta. But he got sick of her. Okay. Listen to what Trevius said. Trevius said it was obvious that this person was more experienced than Jamari. And she was going to sign with this guy. And then he, she puts, pushed him back an hour. And what does he do? He goes, oh, she's flaky. I'm sick of this. And he stops following up. This is like 90% of every foreclosure deal I've ever done. The game is here. Okay. The game is there. You get in the game. You assume you're not getting the deal. You assume you just got to stay on the follow-up. That is it. It's science, guys. These sellers are very, very similar. They're making similar decisions. They're going through similar situations and they have similar behaviors. Okay. So why is door knocking such a competitive advantage? Because we just talked about this. It's ironic that you said, Jasper, they're hypersensitive and they have distrust. So if you're the one calling them, and by the way, you're sending messages from REI reply and it's popping up as a green bubble. And you're saying, Pace, how do I get more foreclosure deals? Have somebody in sub two go and knock on their door. Say, hey, I've, I've texted this person. I know they're in foreclosure. Can you go stop by these five properties this week and take like, here's what I do when I go knock on foreclosures, okay? I already have their cell phone like you do. So what I do is I stand in front of their house and I take a selfie and I go, hey, my name is Pace. I'm at your property. Would love to chat with you. I show them that I'm a real person every time. Bro, we had our door knocking down pat, okay, down pat. Like everybody else is leaving. We even, we tried that. We tried so many things like for leave behinds. Business cards do not work. Don't ever use business cards. Sticky notes are pretty good. The things that work the best, you will never guess what works the best, okay? Only people that grew up in poor families will know what this is. I grew up in a poor family. Paper plates, like paper dinner plates literally are, were our, our, our leave behinds. Hey, I'm a local neighbor looking to buy your house. Let me know when you have a chance to talk. They assume that I took the paper plate out of my cupboard, out of my pantry, out of my whatever, and walked across the street and taped a paper plate to their effing house. We're talking chess People, y'all are playing checkers over here with your androids. I'm over here playing chess, 3D chess with dinner plates. Okay. You can only do so much with a text. You can only do so much with a phone call and foreclosure sellers very specifically. If you want to do more deals with foreclosure sellers, you have to have somebody physically go to the property. You have to. Jamari in Atlanta built his entire business 
on just doing door knocking. And he's like, I do way less outreach. I just focus on 15 or 20 sellers. And I say, I'm going to follow the trajectory of their house. Now think about this, Jasper. If you followed every foreclosure in just one small zip code, right? There's going to be maybe a hundred of them a year. Okay, that's not enough deals for you to look at. I get that. But let's just let's just say that like you did five or you did 10 and there was a thousand foreclosures in this area and you got 10% of them, okay? If you followed them from the day they went into foreclosure, you knew why they were in foreclosure because you built a relationship with these people. You knew how many of them went and got a loan modification and you knew how many of them ultimately sold their property through an agent and you sold, you, you knew how many of those people ended up trying to FISBO themselves and how many people went to foreclosure and then how many people actually went into um, short sale and then how many of those people sold to an investor. That is actually one of the most powerful things you could ever do as a real estate investor. You go, I'm going to give six months to focusing on like one part of, the, of my state. Okay. So for example, if I focused on just Mesa, there's too many ways to make money in real estate, y'all. And you guys are stuck on one lead, like one itis times 10. It, like James, I love you, man. I appreciate you, but you're stuck on one lead. Meanwhile, you got guys like me thinking about the psychology of human beings and going to my freaking pantry and getting deals from dinner plates. You know what I'm saying? But you're over there, you're over there going, I'm afraid to talk to them. You could literally say the worst things to them. It doesn't even matter what you say to them. All you have to be is friendly and show that you care and you win. Jasper, is, am I wrong? No, you're 100% right. Do you need a script? No. You just need to be nice to people. Oscar says, what is it you write on? You know what's funny is people are now going to steal my idea. <laughs> You're going to see people posting on Instagram. But look, Pays, I'm, so you say, I'm a, I'm a local neighbor looking to buy your house. Let me know if you have a chance to chat. Don't, don't mention anything about foreclosure. Okay? None of that. Okay? Just showing people that you love them. That's it. Okay? Hey, um, hey uh, let's see. What's his, where is he? Where is he? Jesus Pardita. Pardita. There's a link in the side chat, okay? I'm going to give you a link. Come on here and, and chat with me for a little bit, okay? There's a link. It's StreamYard.com, a bunch of freaking links, okay? Here, I'll leave it on the screen for you if you want to manually type it in, okay? So, yes, those are the types of things that work. Now, um, the foreclosure sellers are a very specific type of seller. Now, here's what I found, okay? I found that over 20% of these sellers end up selling to investors, so think about that. Are those not your buyers on your future deals? So literally just by tracking A to Z, what happens on every single house, instead of just looking at everything like low-hanging fruit, actually track what the hell happens to these houses. Understand the story. Understand the psychology. A lot of these people will go into, out of foreclosure, and then they'll go back into foreclosure, and you'll go, oh, my gosh, I talked to that person seven months ago when they were in foreclosure before. Have you ran into that yet? No, that happens so many times. Like they would go like do, file for like bankruptcy and then like 30, 60 days later, they're back on the auction site again. There you go. That's it.
you guys are over concerned about talking to people for whatever reason. For the, I think the main reason is you're just overthinking. Okay. The second reason is um, because you think the seller is going to yell at you or be mad at you or whatever else. Guys, the only thing they're frustrated with are companies, banks, those types of people. But when somebody calls and says, hey, I'm just, just want to make sure you're okay. You got a plan. If there's any resources I can give you or people I can connect you with, please let me know. And it, that's all Jamari did. All these follow-ups right here, that was literally what Jamari did. He just, go watch the call, okay? Go watch the call on my on my YouTube channel. It's like maybe 15 minutes of the 45-minute call. And Trevius is like, all he did was care about me. We didn't even talk about the house. And y'all are like, I don't even know how to comp the house. I don't know how to do this. Jamari didn't know anything about creative finance. He just knew the guy that knew everything about creative finance. So it's the same thing with my students. For you guys that are not sub two students, then tie into my sub two students. Look what Jasper, actually, ironically, that's how Jasper got his first deal. Made 9,000 bucks on that. Because you went to somebody that had a little bit more, more knowledge than you did. And now look at you, a year later, freaking gangster. That's... I can't stress this enough to like newer people stop like overthinking things. If you're going to direct a seller or direct agent, just generate a lead and then work with someone. Like I beg you, I beg you. Yeah. Now here's, here's the other thing too. Okay. What if you only tracked how many mistakes you made on a daily basis? and equated that to how much money you make. I made 42 mistakes today. I said 32 stupid things, but I made $14,000. If that was the new requirement, in fact, that's what I'm, I'm gonna create a new KPI. People go, well, at pace, I'm not making any money. Okay, great, how many mistakes did you make today? Oh, I, I'm, I'm not, I didn't make any mistakes because I'm afraid of making mistakes. Okay, well, just so you know, the equation is, you make a hundred mistakes for every $10,000 you make. So go out there and make some freaking mistakes. That's real. Is that not really the equation, Jasper? That is. That literally is it. Let's, let, oh, okay. Jesus Partida. Jesus, what's up, dog? What's up, man? Just so you know, the chat is fake and this is also fake. You're on a fake <laughs> screen and we're robots. You're, we're not real. Yeah. Chat GPT. <laughs> hundred dollars <laughs> so I, I can I know. thank you for the 200 bucks it'll it'll go to somebody who needs it thank you it's okay it's okay that's what we're here for what's your question brother so basically i've gone through like so many deals um like the past uh three weeks uh like four um four probates and i do understand it's like an unfortunate situation but um you know we we're here to help families too so um i uh i sent an offer in but the lady said that um well two realtors one of the realtors says that he ha I had to um, send. Uh, well, I had to I had to show proof of funds mm -hmm. to um, to get to get. I guess the court uh, requires that to see if there's liquid funds in there. So yes. I had to talk to a guy and he sent me his. I don't know why he sent me his Chase bank account, but he did that. Uh, but the the deal fell through because um, I when I um I saw the videos of you um you and some other gentlemen um that um, you can put Jesus Partida and or assignees 
and the guy says you cannot do that because the um, the bank account statement that I sent did not match the name that I sent that I wrote under there, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that deal was a fluke. So I missed out on like twenty grand or whatever. And um, then you want me to teach you how to overcome that in the future? Excuse me. You want me to teach you how to overcome that in the future? Please do. Okay, so they didn't want you to have and or assignee. Is that correct? Yes. Or no, no. I messed up because um, when I sent the my offer in, when I sent my offer in, um, the realtor replied back with, "Oh, well, you need, I, I need to see proof of funds, liquid, liquid, um, liquid funds on your bank account." So I freaked out, and um, and I I told I reached out to a, a gentleman that I know through Instagram that he flips houses, and he's I asked I asked him, "Hey, um, if you can ma- if I can make ten grand on this deal." But I think this property it was a it was a probate, which mean which meant that um that the the property was was um it was in zoning where you could put duplex in, mm-hmm. but the the um I guess it just it just didn't go through because the the bank account didn't match the off the off the offeree. Okay, so, so couple couple things you should be doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple to get under contract. Like, let's say, for example, that in that deal specifically, you could have put on your contract your name and the person's name that was also on the, on the bank account. You don't need, by the way, you don't need to have and or assignee on a contract in order to assign a contract, just so you know. Okay. Okay. Let, let me, let me, let me give you guys a wholesale contract. I don't, where'd you get your wholesale contract? Cause I assume it's just a total dog shit contract well <laughs> downloaded some from somebody's free website or something no it's um it, i mean i don't want i don't know if you want me to say it through here yeah say it if it's mine then it's then i'll fix it what is it no it's um well it was uh it was um it was a uh, jerry oh okay so jerry's one of my best friends I yeah. tell Jerry all the time that my contract's the best of the best of the best jerry has a great contract i tell people that all the time but just right. so you know you don't have to write a sign E and okay. or a sign E on a contract in order to assign it. The contract is automatically assignable in right. every single state except for Illinois and Oklahoma. Okay. So like if you, if you look at my, here, let me pull up my wholesale contract. I'll give you guys the wholesale contract today if you guys want it. I could, I could literally just go through this contract literally every day for five hours a day and people would still tomorrow ask me a question of, Pace, can you please go through the wholesale contract? So Pace, so I, so now that I know, now, now that I know what I know, um, my, my upcoming off my, and I feel bad for doing this, which I'm going to, I'm going to ask the gentleman that I sent me his, uh, his um, proof of funds, if I could just use his name. And since I'm like, I'm an Uber driver, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I cracked a hundred thousand dollars a year, but that's not enough for me anymore. Like I need 10 grand, like I need, I need more, you know? So. And yeah. I, I'm perfect because you're bougie I'm now. I'm always on the road, so I'm looking. So at check, check this out, hey Jesus, just real quick. Okay. You see where the buyer says the buyer? Yes. I just I don't need to put. I can fill anybody's name in there. It could be okay. the guy with the proof of funds. And here's the thing: is the guy with the proof of funds could actually assign it to you for a dollar during escrow. Okay. You don't need to have and or assignee on a contract in order to assign it. The only time a contract is non-assignable, write this down. 
The only time a contract is non-assignable is when it specifically says this contract is non-assignable. Every contract is assignable. So that's when you put it under LLC, right? And then put member and then you can sell that. Yeah, I can assign anytime I want to anybody I want. I can assign it to my own LLC. I, I, right. we, I never in my contracts write and or assignee. Okay. I do have a clause in my contract, which I'll show you in a second. I do have a clause in my contract that says I'm allowed to wholesale it, but I also, in most states, don't have to worry about that either. Okay? You're, pri you're probably learning from Jerry on YouTube, right? Yeah. Well, I switched to you because... Um, like you have all these videos and like you, <laughs> you have a lot of, uh, I, I learned from you a lot. So I'm literally listening to you like eight hours a day. Just, well, just so you know, I, I love Jerry. I, th I was actually talking to my wife this morning. My wife and I watched 45 minutes of Jerry's YouTube channel this morning. Cause he was talking about like the lawsuit that the NAR is in currently with, uh, the department of justice. Um, what if your, what, what if it's a purchase contract for your MLS? Same thing. Every single state, Jackie, every single state, your contract, even the MLS contract, is legally assignable by law, okay? Legally assignable by law. The only time a contract is not assignable is when the contract says it's not assignable, okay? So if you get a, a real estate agent that says, hey, I want to make sure you're not assigning this, well, guess what you can do, Jesus? What, what can you do if somebody says, you can't assign this? You can set up an LLC and just put um slash member. Yep, you could do that. Or you could just double close. Okay. In all 50 states. And you don't know what double close is, I would I would type in double close paste more beyond YouTube. Right. Yeah, I have like all these uh all these notes right here. <laughs> That's what they're for. Okay. Hey Suze, I'm gonna tell you the number one thing you're missing right now, okay? Okay, tell me. You are missing a sub two student as one of your friends. I reached, I put them, um, when I donated the the money, I uh, said, I reached out and that's why I have no, I feel like in this world, you got to build your credibility, right? For people to, to actually like, for you to stick out. So I'd had, like, sometimes you have to do stupid stuff to, to, to get a, attention, you know? Yeah. You got my attention. You dropped $200 on here. I'm, I gave you the, the, the floor. Yeah. No, no worries. I mean, I'm, I'm not here for the money. I'm here for the knowledge. Well, no, I know, I know that. I'm saying the money you 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 dropped right. two hundred dollars. I'm like, who the who the hell is this Jesus guy? Right. Well, anybody could do it, right? <laughs> not everybody. Oh, yes. But yes, I appreciate. I appreciate Financially, yeah. they probably can. Some people mentally are not committed to their success, so they would never put two hundred dollars, even though they know the two hundred dollars always goes to like a single mother or some charity or something like that. People f mentally would never be able to do that. So kudos to you, um, dude. You really. Where do you live? You seem like you're in Southern California. So yeah, I'm in San Bernardino right now. How the hell did I know that? <laughs> I don't know. Why? How did you? How did you know? Because <laughs> I'm good at reading people. That's right. That's right. Hey, you know what? We're hungry. We're hungry. I have. Okay, a so Jesus Pardita, you know who I would be work, working with right now? Yes, that's okay? up too. So we're, um, do I have to? Al pay? Alex I, is really good. Get to know Alex. Okay. Okay. Um, I love Alex. Hernandez. I also, um, I can't see it. Mar uh, Maritza says it's the hat. I don't know what's on his hat. What does your hat say? No, it's just a, I'm from Mexico, so this is just this is just a baseball uh, team. Okay, cool. So Christian Hernandez is also another really great sub two student out of Cal. We got we just did a sub two meetup by the way in LA. Uh huh. You missed this one, didn't you? I did. Do you know how many people came to this meetup? 
probably like more than 300. 1,100 people came out to the beach and the police had to shut us down, bro. Uh, okay. Except you were over there watching Jerry Norton YouTube videos. And yeah, that was YouTube three videos. weeks ago. <laughs> I just started this three weeks. I was, I was, I'm just binge watching this. I don't even feel right listening to music anymore. Mm. Okay, so Christian Hernandez, you should yes. know him. Okay, and through Christian Hernandez, you'll get to know a lot of our sub two community members in SoCal. Okay. For I sure. promise you, a, a community is worth a hundred YouTube channels combined. I, I bet. <laughs> it truly is because you're like, I need somebody that actually has a real proof of funds. I need somebody that will help me out with the paperwork. I need somebody to walk me. Like, bro, we're all monkey see, monkey do. Like, there's only so much YouTube can do for you. Yeah, of course. I've, I, I, and I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. I just bought a deal with Christian Hernandez. He calls a lot of foreclosures out of Texas. Mm -hmm. What I would do, um, Jesus, is I would call Alex is really great. Um, what's your Instagram? So people can reach out. My students can reach out to you. So mine is uh, J-E, three S's, E, 817. 817. Yes, that's my birthday. 817 on um... on Instagram, yeah. Okay, never mind. 817 is also, isn't 817 a police code for a police officer's been killed? I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know what, Wesley fine. Grant, he would know that. He's not, I don't know if Wesley Grant's here. Um, okay, so Jesus, did I answer your question? Yes, sir. I appreciate your help. Oh, it's 187. Larry, Larry says 187. Okay, guys, the, the wholesale contract is right there. That is the world's best wholesale contract. I will arm wrestle Jerry Norton for the, to, to show him that that's the best wholesale contract. Okay. So I could buy that too, right? I could just go It's free. Your... Okay. Okay. I'm not trying to sell you shit. Don't buy shit from me. Go download the free Dropbox. Okay. Go work with my students. For sure. So, yeah. So just, just to clarify, it's Jesse817. Just so um, so whoever wants Type to reach out. Type it in the side I chat, can... Jesus. I... Okay. Appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Later, so, Hopefully I get to, I get team up with one of, one Ooh, of the people. Ooh, Ryan Harper, one of my good friends, $199.99. Thank you, bro. Ryan Harper, shout out Ryan Harper. He's amazing. Anybody that needs help with social media, Ryan Harper is phenomenal at that. Okay, re reach out to him on Instagram. Okay. Um... There you go. Oh, that's cool. Sam Singh says, I, I've legit won a non-performance lawsuit against the seller and the judge explicitly cited the sub two contract for it. Win. Okay. So, um, Jesus, have we satisfied your, your question for the evening? More than enough. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you for the $200 that we will be giving that to a no, single, no, single woman that has kids probably. God bless. Thank you, brother. Appreciate uh -huh. you. Okay. So Jasper back to foreclosures. Okay, so if you're trying to get foreclosures done, there's only so far you can get with text message. So what you've got it, what market are you texting? Um, still Tulsa. I've I've stayed focused. Oh, cool, cool. I love it. Okay, so you're Tulsa, which is great. But at some point, you have to go to the students in Oklahoma and go, hey, who wants to go on these deals? And any deal that we lock up, I'll pay you a thousand dollars out of my assignment fee if you're the one that's boots on the ground there. And get two or three of them. Send them out. Have them send pictures. Say, hey, my partner Jasper has been texting you, but I stopped by the property. Try, have them try the dinner plates. The thing is, they're not door knocking random doors. They're door knocking people that you know are in foreclosure, right? And the people, if you're tracking the timeline. So what I would do, Jasper, see those yellow sticky notes behind you? Mm -hmm. Are those Big Mac coupons or what are those? No, they're just like regular sticky notes. <laughs> okay. Um, so I would create 
some sort of tracking system for, you know, a thousand, not a thousand, probably three, 400 sellers in Tulsa that are in foreclosure and create like a Google sheet to some degree that's like, okay, they're in week one of foreclosure, week two of foreclosure, week three of foreclosure, and kind of track what you're doing with these people who goes out of foreclosure, who ends up buying the house, who ends up getting loan mods and start doing the KPIs because what you're going to do is you're going to come up with a system. I know my system in Phoenix. Thousand foreclosures come out, okay? 20% of those houses are, I already know, are selling to investors. No matter what happens, okay? They're going to, those people are going to get turned down for loan mods. The, the agents can't sell them. They, these people can't sell through FISBO. Short sales don't work. 20% minimum are going to go to a, a, an investor, Okay, 20%. So I don't get upset and butthurt when the other 800 either get a loan mod, a short sell, an agent sells them. They do get foreclosed on because they just simply are like, F it, I don't care. Um, I don't get butthurt. You know, if you know the math in Tulsa, I don't know the math in Tulsa. But what I would be doing is don't just do outreach to foreclosures without coming up with your own KPIs of like, for every 1,000 foreclosures come out, Jasper gets 42 deals. You should know what that number is after 12 months of doing it, six months of doing it, three months of doing it, and focus on that number of like, how do I get better at getting those people that are doing loan short sales? Like the people that are doing short sales, if they go, yeah, I'm doing a short sale. Well, what would, what would it take for me to stop you from doing a short sale that's going to ruin your credit and do a sub two on the deal, right? And start really focusing in on, okay, well, in order for me to get from my 20% to 32%, I really got to focus on overcoming the people that are going through short sale and focus on those people. And once you understand, like, did you, you probably saw that YouTube video I did three years ago with Jerry or um, Brent that was like the pre-foreclosure mastery. Mm -hmm. like the All of those things that I listed out, by the way, I'm going to, I'll text you something. Do you remember the first thing that I offered to them? No, it's been a while. Okay, so the first thing I offer to them, I go, do you just need some money to get back on your feet? So don't tell anybody I told you that, okay? The, the 550 people that are watching right now, they didn't hear me say that. <laughs> okay, so that's my first part to, of, of reaching out to them. and say, hey, my name is Pace. I'm sure you're getting hit up by real estate investors. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm also a real estate investor, but I have other solutions. By chance, do you just need to get some money to get back on your feet? How many more of those people are going to reach out to me versus anybody else? Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. I will text you the company that I use that does this. Okay. They actually will give a loan. Now, they are very predatory. Okay. But this is a good thing. Psychology, psychology, psychology. So the seller calls you and they go, tell me about the program. You go, look, it's not me. Like I, my goal is to buy the house, but that's obviously not your goal. So, but now I'm in a conversation with them, right? And I'm acting disinterested in buying their house. I'm just trying to help them out. I actually have now pierced through the first layer where every other investor has failed. Okay. And I go, look, I know a company that they'll look at your situation and they'll give you some, they'll get some money in your pocket their interest rate is a little bit high, but a lot of my sellers just need some cash to get back on their feet to go get another job. So if that's what you're trying to do, cool. All I ask is that you keep me up to date and you put my name in your phone as Jasper the buyer. I have now 
been put into the 99 percentile that I'm the only person that's now programmed in these people's phone as Jasper the buyer. Don't tell anybody I tell you I told you any of this stuff. <laughs> okay. So now you introduce this company to them. 99% of the time, they reach back out to you and they go, hey, do you have any other resources? Okay, why? So this is, this is what I tell them. I say, look, I've got multiple companies that do this. I'm going to give you the one that I hear you know, the best about. If they don't work out, their interest rate's too high, reach back out to me and let me know how that went, and I'll give you another person. Okay? Do you see what I'm doing here? Don't tell anybody I told you any of this. Okay? So now they reach out back out and they go, man, the interest rate's like 31%. Right? They figure out how to make it legal. It is legal. What they do is legal. Okay? Um, Pace, last week the bank had a foreclosure with the sheriff involved. Yeah, it's called a sheriff sale, just so you know. Okay? Um, now... Then the, sell, the seller calls you back up and goes, hey, Jasper, can you give me another connection? You go, yeah, actually, I just found out that the other connection I have just went under. They, they're no longer in business. But what are you looking for? What are you trying to accomplish? Maybe I can go help you find some resources. Do you mind if I tell you what I do? And maybe while you're going out and looking for ways to solve this, you can just keep me in your back pocket as, as three or four other things I can help you with. Seller, at this point now, you've already earned their trust, right? Don't tell anybody I told you this. Okay. So what happens is, um, what are the most important psychological tricks we need to understand of the seller and agent? How do we use human nature to its advantage? I don't deal with agents when a foreclosure is involved. I'm so sorry. I go directly to the seller, okay? So now the seller reaches back out to me. I've earned their trust. I did give them a resource. It didn't turn out, but I showed them that I wasn't trying to close them on the phone. I was super polite, super nice to them, right? They called me back up. Hey, how's that other resource? Hey, I actually just heard from one of my other sellers. I don't know if you just heard what I said psychologically, Jasper. Let me say that one more time. Hey, I'm so sorry. I just heard from one of my other sellers that blah, 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 blah. What if I just told the seller he is? He's a seller. He's your seller and that you guys are working together. These subtle like neuro-linguistic programming is so important. The little things that you say, the way you nuance people down the path, okay? Um, what is, what is uh, the solution? Adriana, uh, sell the deal to me. I, I will buy a deal where somebody's already passed away all day long. I think I have six, maybe seven sub two deals where the people already passed away before I got them in, in, into contract. I own multiple Bruce Willis houses, just so you know what I call them. I see dead people. Jasper's too young to know what that is. Okay, so what, what, you now, what you now do is you then have the opportunity to go through and say, look, I know people that do loan modifications. Are you currently working with the bank to do a loan modification? Okay, I also know people that, that do short sales, although that's not preferred. Is that a direction you want to go? 
okay, well, I also know people that list properties there. Are you guys currently working with an agent? Bro, you have now just solved, you have now dominated every other investor and now the, the only person they're gonna talk to is you. You've pierced and you've shown with value, like, hey, I can do this for you. Hey, I can do this for you. You go, look, I have cash offers. You're not gonna like them. Okay, in order for us to make money, we gotta buy at a deep discount. We also are willing to take over payments and get some cash in your pocket, get your house back into you know a good standing situation. And we're not even opposed to, to renting the property back to you for 30 days or so until you find another place. Right now you can go through all these scripts and go through all these things, but you've now just pushed every other real estate investor to the side. Gone, done, they're, they're done. You're the only person that called with any actual real value. Every other in real estate investor, here's the script. I never talk about this, by the way, Jasper, but because you're a sub two community member, I'll, I'm saying this all to you and pretending like 500 people all in here are not here. Most <laughs> everybody in here is sub two anyway. So I, I literally have, I never talk about, when I'm on like wholesale hotline and people are like, what's your foreclosure script? I'm, I will say a foreclosure script that I've never used in my life. Not saying that it doesn't work. I'm just saying these, this will work. Hi, my name is Pace Morby. I noticed that there's a problem with the bank. Will that work? Yes, it has worked. People do it all the time. But I don't say that because I'm a ninja. And so are you. And so you say, hey, my name is Pace. I'm sure you're getting hit up by a lot of real estate investors. But I'm just wondering, maybe do you need some cash in your pocket to get back on your feet? Done. Boom. Gone. Nobody else is going to, they're not going to talk to anybody else. They're going to be like, wait, excuse me? Okay. Now, as you get niche and niche and niche and niche, you'll get to a point where you get, now what we started doing is we just started texting people with our iPhones and sending them voice memos and following up with them because now the list gets really, really small. Like once you get to people that are reaching back out to you, you go, hey, let me just get on my personal cell phone. And once we've gotten past the whole like, text blasting thing and all that kind of stuff. We then just get them on the iPhone. I send them voice memos. Hey, how's it going? Just checking in on you, blah, 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 blah. They get to hear my voice, right? I had a, I have a seller right now with Kevin Cho. She's in foreclosure. She starts ghosting us. So I sent her a text message and I, I said, hey, I've done this enough times to know that you are avoiding speaking to us. And I understand it. I'm going to send you a quick 40-second voice memo, and I'm just going to leave it there. So I sent her a voice memo, and I said, hey, her name, uh, her name is Anna. Um, I go, hey, Anna, it's Pace. Um, no hard feelings. I know how business works. Whatever is going on, I hope you get through it. Whatever help you need, I'm here, whether we buy the house or we don't. If you just need somebody to talk to or maybe get some advice about some other contracts that maybe you're about to sign and you can't afford an attorney, you can always call me and I'll give you my experience-based advice. Let me know what help you need. This just I just did this two, three weeks ago. I did this on a Zoom with, with sub two students. Okay. Um, 
I, yeah, Je Jennifer Harrison's like, Pace is dropping a foreclosure. I'm going to delete this off YouTube, like legit. I do not want the. I want this just being inside sub two. So the, the, um, so I'll send her, I sent her a voice memo and I said, Hey, I appreciate you. I hope you get, get through whatever you're going through. I'm, I've been in the business 10 years to know that the reason you're not calling me or texting me back is because you're talking to other investors. And I want to let you know that that's perfectly okay. I'm not upset by it. And it's not by, it's not something you need to hide. If you need help going through those things and you decide to sell to somebody else, just let me know. So she called us two days ago and she's like, Hey, would you guys look at our contract with the contract I'm about to sign? Da, 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 da. And Molly goes, no problem. But you know, we could probably pay another $500 above this, right? We get, and we get the contract. There's all sorts of amazing tips and strategies that you can use to completely annihilate everybody else. So many. For, you could just do nothing but foreclosures and make millions of dollars. In fact, there's a, there's a guy near Sam Singh. He's the uh, Christian door knocker is his name. He's like Christian as in like your, your girlfriend only makes it worse when she's done. Fucking. <laughs> I tell her, but she doesn't listen. Okay. Um, so uh, there's a guy in Fresno, California. He made, I think last year he made $2 million doing nothing but door knocking foreclosures in Fresno, California. Carries around a Bible with him. He calls himself the Christian door knocker. You guys can look him up on Instagram. I can't remember his exact name. But that's all he does. He just focuses on foreclosures and knocking doors. The advantage you have is you can use technology on the front end, text blast, tell people, hey, if you just need some, you know, some money to get back on your feet, let me know. Love to have a conversation. Now you're just starting the thing. I'll, I'll text you, okay? I'll text all of this stuff. Good thing I've wrote down notes, Randy, Randy Cortez says. Just so y'all know, YouTube is for entertainment, not for educa education. Like it, you can, you very, very rarely get full uneducated on YouTube. Okay. So you help people. And then you also, Jasper, you, the reason why the tracking is so important is because when somebody doesn't sell to you at some point, you know that it's a math game. And you go, of course, they're like out of the 20% of people that are going to sell to me, you just weren't one of them. And I just have to chalk that up to filling up the 80% bucket. And the more, in fact, think about this. Think about this. Okay. If you mentally thought about everything this way. Okay. What does that look like? That looks like a bucket. Okay. Okay. The only way to get a yes is for this bucket to be so full, okay? It's so full that it starts overflowing into the yes bucket. That's the only way to get a yes is that way, is to have two buckets and the first bucket goes in like a waterfall. You have to have 80% of the deals and people you talk to not sell to you in order for you to get the 20%. And all that, that's, that's the thing. And so what people are doing is they're so afraid of getting a no, right? Going back to the very, very beginning of this conversation, James, okay? The guy who DM me, he's like, Pace, I don't know what to do. I'm, it, the situation's so delicate. What's he focusing on right now? He's focusing on trying to get 100% 
of every conversation he's ever had to be a yes. That is not the equation. I have just told you the equation of life right here. In fact, it might even in normal things, foreclosure is different. Okay. Foreclosure is way better. In most things in life, it's 95.5. In foreclosure, it's different. Okay, foreclosure, you have a higher likelihood of getting the deals, which is why I love foreclosure. I think it's the best. If you're going to go out as a solopreneur and you're going to go build your business, I would build it on foreclosures. Because guess what? People are always getting foreclosed no matter what the economy is doing. Okay? This is the equation of life. And so many of you knuckleheads are out there going, I just want, oh, I, I'm so afraid of getting a no. I'm so afraid of getting a no. Mean It's like, okay. So you want to get out of your car and skip the whole walkway up to the house? You just want to somehow tra be transported from your car to your house? There's a walkway in everything you do. You have to walk the journey. Every single, where every... Everything requires a journey. You want to go do your laundry? You got to take some steps. Oh, no, I just want to think about my laundry and it's done. Guys, you're not going to think your way to getting deals. You're not going to avoid the path. The path requires no's. Every step, every pebble that you walk over, every crack you walk over is another no you have to get there. You have to. It's part of the path. It's part of the requirement. It is It is. Literally, somebody just says the road less traveled. Yes. So anyway, foreclosure, do you think it requires door knocking? Yes, 100%. Yes, 100%. Now you'll hear Jamil and I, you will hear Jamil and I talk crap about door knocking. I do talk crap about door knocking. If you are not systematic about it. Just doing, for, just doing door knocking to do door knocking and not keeping a system in place is what I see most people doing, okay? Same thing with foreclosure. They just call and they don't track what's going on with these people. You should know every single person. Foreclosures are such a niche list, especially in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's hundreds, not thousands. There's hundreds, not thousands. In Maricopa County, there's like 2,500 at any given time. It's a small list. It's a really small list. So out of the 50% of people that I will actually end up talking to, there's only 1,200 people. And then you divide that and divide that and divide that. I should know hundreds of those people's name. I should know their stories. I should have it in my CRM. I should be tracking these people and, and finding all of their bunnies and providing value to them and checking in on them and being a, a, an ear, right? So an ear for them to lean on. If you go back and re-listen to that conversation with Trevius and you realize, not you, Chasper, you don't need, you need less of this education. You just wanted to ask me about the door knocking thing. <laughs> but, but this is good for other people to listen to because other people are like, oh, I want a deal. Okay. You want a lot of things in life. Like even today, I was like, I, I have Scott Horn flying in, uh, staying at my by the way, uh, Sub2 community, Scott Horn and Susan Tierney are going to be doing uh, legalities uh, Zoom on Tuesday night for Sub2, just FYI. Okay, um, that's happening on Tuesday night. So Sc Scott Horn's coming and staying at one of my houses this uh, tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, I need to drop off a car and I want to make sure the Airbnb, it's like fresh, 
redone Airbnb and I realized, oh, there's no bottles of water. Okay. I can't think. And then the water bottles of water go in the fridge. I had to go physically get back in the car that I just washed and I just filled up with gas. I have to drive over to Walmart. I have to go grab the water, navigate around people, do all this busy work just to buy some bottles of water and then take them to the house. And then when I got to the house, even though I didn't want to lift those things out of the trunk of the car and put them in the fridge, cut open the plastic, pull them out one by one, load them in the fridge, put the labels all forward facing so it looks nice for my guest. I still had to do the work. I could not think about the bottles of water getting there on their own. And so I see so many people deliberating and or, I'm sorry, deliberate, deliberately avoiding the work and hoping the bottles of water just show up in the fridge. Pace, I need some advice. Okay, what did the seller say? I don't know. I haven't talked to the seller yet. Pace, I need the bottles of water in the fridge. Okay, is the door locked? Oh, I don't know. I'm sitting out in the car. I didn't even go grab the bottles of water. That is literally, what the, I, I look at those at the exact same. So a lot of these people, when you're not making the money, you're literally just not doing the work. That's it. I have learned this. I've, I've known this long enough. Okay. You're not, the number one thing is you're not doing the work. The second biggest thing is you see it with Jesus. The second biggest thing is you're lacking a community of people that are one step, two steps, three steps ahead of you that can uh, speed that process up. For me, it took seven years. For Jasper, it might've taken a year. Okay. Yeah. Do the work. Work is hard. Why am I broke? Do the work, but work is hard. Two days later, man, why am I broke? So Jasper, kudos to you for doing the things and following up. And like, you don't even have to be good in life at anything. Are you, are you not surprised by that as a 25 year old that you literally don't even have to be that good at anything to actually make money? Yeah. Like I really thought you had to be like really smart, like really organized, like a certain type of way to make a lot of money and once I get into this, it's like, that's not even true. No, no. Some of the most disorganized knucklehead people I know make money in wholesaling, creative finance, buying and holding, fixing and flipping, because they are too stupid to overthink. That is it. And the old, the older I get and the more I hang out with people who have a lot of money, I'm like, wait, 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 y'all are not any smarter than the people I was just hanging out with last month that have less money than you. You're not any, you're not any smart. In fact, in some ways you guys are dumber than some of the people I was hanging out with last month. Oh, you just show up and you do the work. And in some cases you're just too stupid to overthink it. You, I've told you the story about my um, best door knocker I ever had on my team. Oh, I do remember that guy. I, I don't remember his name, but I remember. He couldn't even drive. His autism was so severe. Okay. He had such severe autism. He was not able to even get a driver's license. So his, his mom drove him around, dropped him off in neighborhoods for him to door knock for our team. Okay. And he was our number one performer on our door knocking team. His mom 
I've had him come on Zooms with us. His name's Alex. He, all he wants to do is talk about magic. You can't get him to talk about anything but magic. Okay, guess what? He texts me frequently. Hey, me and my mom got another flip. Hey, me and mom got another deal. Hey, me and my mom, because he broke away from our team. And he went out and started his own thing. His mom drives him everywhere. Yet there's people that are like, what do I need to do to get a deal? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you at this point. I'm an hour and 40 minutes into it. Jasper, let's talk. I'll give you that resource. I'll send you a text. Thank you. Guys, get creative. We're out. See ya.